What is acquiescence in the context of trademark infringement? On this episode of... It's the Keith Law PLLC Podcast, and I'm Jason Keith, attorney in Houston, Texas. Keith Law is a Texas-based law firm that helps businesses protect and enhance their competitive advantages by assisting with trademark issues and identifying and protecting trade secrets. The firm's goal is to help businesses prevent and address business problems, and I hope this podcast will do the same. This is going to be a relatively quick episode following up on episode eight's question, what is latches? This one is, what is acquiescence? We're talking in the context of trademark infringement and latches and acquiescence and unclean hands are the three primary equitable defenses to a trademark infringement allegation. So during episode one of the Keith Law PLLC podcast, I had briefly touched on trademark infringement defenses including these equitable defenses. And one of the listeners asked me, well, you mentioned these words, but you didn't explain what they are. So in episode eight, I explained what latches is. In this episode, I'll explain what acquiescence is. And just backing up for a second, what are equitable remedies? When you're seeking an injunction to stop a trademark infringement, and an injunction is looking for a court order, an order from a court telling the infringing party to stop, The injunction is equitable in nature, and because of that, equitable defenses are available. In general, the acquiescence defense requires that a defendant satisfy three elements. One, it received assurances from the plaintiff that the defendant could use the mark. Two, it relied on those assurances. And three, the defendant would experience undue prejudice if the defendant now had to cease using the mark. First, let's talk about element one, the assurances. Acquiescence involves a plaintiff's explicit or implicit assurances to a defendant that induces reliance. This is distinguished from latches because acquiescence is a defense only on a finding of conduct. It's only available on a finding of conduct, meaning express or implied conduct of the plaintiffs that amounts to assurances that the plaintiff will not assert its trademark rights against the defendant. Acquiescence involves the plaintiff's active consent, whereas latches just was based on the plaintiff's unreasonable delay in pursuing its trademark rights. Acquiescence has been successfully asserted in cases in which the prior owner of a surname used as a mark did not object to the assignment or use by another person, or in which one party has acquiesced to another person's use of a mark by promoting the other party's use. It has at times been said that permission to use a mark may also be inferred from silence, but there's a 2020 opinion out of the Federal Trial Court in the Eastern District of Texas, which I linked to in the blog post, that persuasively argued that silence has never actually been sufficient to satisfy the first element of an acquiescence defense to a trademark infringement case. And according to that court, the arguments that say that silence is sufficient they improperly interpreted past judicial decisions. And then the last element, the undue prejudice element, means that the defendant took steps such as making significant investment decisions or building a large part of its business based on presumptions that it had permission to use the plaintiff's mark and that this investment of capital would be lost if the defendant could no longer use the mark. It's not enough that the defendant will bear the cost of removing the infringing mark that's been used although a defendant may be prejudiced if it relies on the plaintiff's mark to expand its business, 
prejudice is rarely, if ever, found merely because the defendant used the infringing mark in commerce or that it spent money on the products that used the mark. The takeaway from this quick episode is that it's important to be careful not to take any action that might be interpreted or misinterpreted as granting permission to use your business's trademarks. Otherwise, if another business relies on those assurances, the defense of acquiescence may prevent you from stopping them from using it later on if you decide it would be valuable to do so. So for example, if you're interested in selling your business and the buyer wants to know what it has exclusive rights to your business's intellectual property, if it finds out that there's another business using your mark, and then it turns out that business has this acquiescence defense, it could damage the value of your business in the eyes of a sophisticated purchaser. I want to leave you with the encouragement to be proactive in policing your property rights, including your intellectual property rights, such as your trademarks. In the show notes, you can find links to additional information, information referenced in this podcast episode, link to the blog post that kind of expands on this a little bit, and links to ways that you can contact me to ask any questions you might have. Disclaimer, this audio is for informational purposes only and should not be misinterpreted as legal or other professional advice. If you have a legal question, you should consult with an attorney in your jurisdiction. This is Jason Keith thanking you for listening to the Keith Law PLLC podcast.